Chapter 3 Then heard the banging on his front door, as he sat in the kitchen, waiting for the kettle to boil. He glanced at the clock and saw it was just a little after 11p. He went to the door and looked out the peephole and saw the top of a girl's head. She appeared to be crying. He opened the door and suddenly found a young girl crushed against his chest. She was definitely crying in huge sobs. Miriam? he said as he recognized the fifteen-year-old from the Wallace's house. He's dead! she screamed and her cries got louder. His first panicked thought was Daniel, Junior. He saw Gabriella drive off earlier in the evening, so he knew Miriam was home alone, with her twelve-year-old brother. Who? Your brother? What happened? he blurted, kneeling and holding the girl out by her shoulders. He looked into her face with concern. No, Daddy! she bawled, and lunged forward to grab him around his neck. Totally confused, he put an arm around the girl, and lifted her against him as he grabbed his keys and stepped outside. He locked the door and hustled over to her house, holding the sobbing girl to his chest. The front door was open, so he went inside, closed the door, and kicked off his boots. Where is Daniel, Jar? he asked gently. He, he sleep, ping up, upstairs, she hiccuped as she cried. Okay, let's make sure he'd okay, then you can tell me what happened. Let's be quiet though, okay? he said, and she nodded. She directed him upstairs and over to a door. They cracked it open and saw the young man peacefully sleeping. When Miriam's tears threatened to start all over, he closed the door and carried her back to the living room. He sat the young lady on the sofa and sat on a footstool facing her. Can you tell me what happened? he asked the sobbing girl gently. It was on TV. I, I watched the news. Plane crash. The rest was lost in sobs. The front door opened, and Gabriella stepped inside. She saw Miriam crying on the couch, and the big man sitting on the stool at her daughter's feet. What are you doing in my house? she bellowed in full mama bear mode. Mama. Miriam jumped up and ran to her mother, who continued to stare at Ben with suspicion. There may have been an accident with Daniel. Miriam came over to my house just now crying. I think you'd better turn on the news, Ben said carefully. Daddy's dead, Miriam cried into her mother's chest. Gabriella's face went white and she stumbled. Ben was there and caught her arm, keeping her from falling. She nodded when she had stabilized. She walked towards the back of the house where the family room was. The TV was still playing and the story was splashed in lurid colors across the huge TV screen. A charter flight crashed shortly after takeoff in the Las Vegas desert. All 20 passengers and the pilot were killed. A series of pictures scrolled past and Gabriella and Ben both froze as they saw the faces of her husband and their neighbors on the screen along with a number of young women. Gabriella's legs gave out, and Ben guided her to the sofa. Miriam crushed herself against her mother and continued to sob. They're not supposed to report on this without notifying the families, so maybe it's a mistake, she whispered aloud. The phone rang, and she screamed a little, which set Miriam off. Gabriella didn't move to get the phone, so Ben walked over and picked up the handset. Hello? Hello, this is Sheriff Clarkson of the Las Vegas Police Department. Ben Shepard. I'm the neighbor of Daniel and Gabriella Wallace, he replied. 
May I speak with Mrs. Wallace, please? The man said curtly. Ben looked over at Gabriella, whose eyes had grown large and filled with tears. I think you need to take this call. No, 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 she said, and clung to her daughter, and the two began to wail together. Ben didn't know what to do, so he took a few steps away and got back on the phone. Ah, she's not going to be able to speak with you right now. Can you tell me if this call is in regards to the news report we're seeing on TV? They're showing Daniel's face on the screen and calling him a fatal victim of a plane crash. Seems irresponsible to report this before the families are contacted. He heard cursing on the other end of the line and the handset was muffled as the sheriff started yelling at someone. He came back on. That was a terrible mistake on the part of the news channel. Listen, I'm only supposed to speak with family members. Is there any chance you can get her on the phone? She needs to hear this from an official source. As awful as it is, it helps in the long run, Clarkson said. Hang on, Ben said, and went back to Neil in front of the crying woman. Gabriella, you need to take the call, Ben said gently. She opened her eyes, and they immediately went back to the TV screen. Ben turned and grabbed the remote and shut it off. He turned back and handed the phone to the woman, who held it in a shaky hand. Ah, hello. Mrs. Wallace? Yes. This is Sheriff Clarkson of the Las Vegas Police Department. I'm very sorry to tell you that your husband, Daniel Wallace, was involved in a fatal plane crash earlier this evening. His body has been identified amongst the victims. The fire is investigating the cause of the crash. I'll contact you tomorrow to give you details on when we will be releasing his body. Again, I'm terribly sorry for your loss. Gabriella handed the phone to Ben, pressed her lips to her daughter's head, and rocked the young girl. Ben walked back into the hall and listened to the handset. Hello, Mrs. Wallace? This is Ben again. She's having a quiet moment with her daughter, who was traumatized by hearing about her father's death from that fucking news program, he growled quietly, so the two women wouldn't overhear. Yes. That was a huge mistake, and we will address that as soon as we can. I need to contact the other families, the sheriff began. Many of them are from this neighborhood. I saw the faces of at least nine people who live on my street. What? There was the sound of shuffling paper and a pause. Oh shit. Look, I'm going to call your local sheriff and ask him if he can do something to protect the families from the media. Once they catch the scent of this story, I have to warn you. It's going to be a circus, and it's going to get really ugly for the wives. What's that mean? Ben asked. I'm sorry. I can't say any more, except if you are close friends with these families, stay close. They are going to need as much support as they can get. Thank you, Mr. Shepard. The call ended, and Ben walked back into the room to put the handset back. He had a really bad feeling. He also felt like he was intruding on a deeply personal moment for this family. He knelt down at Gabriella's feet once more. Gabriella, Are you going to be okay? She nodded shakily. All right, I'm going to head home now. If you need anything or just want to talk, please don't hesitate to call, okay? He said gently. The woman nodded and reached out a hand. He gave it a squeeze, then stood to leave. 
Miriam jumped up, surprising her mother, and flung her arms around him in a big hug. He gave her a little squeeze too, and she returned to her mother. Ben let himself out of the house and ensured the door was locked behind him. He walked back towards his house and spotted someone running from the Khalil house towards him. He saw it was Catherine, and she seemed to be crying. She suddenly noticed Ben standing on the sidewalk and gave out a little shriek. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to startle you, he said. No, it's okay, I wasn't watching where I was going. Did you receive the call from Sheriff Cluxon? he asked quietly. She looked up at his face in surprise. Then she connected the dots, seeing him on the sidewalk outside of Gabriella's house. Is Gabriella okay? Yes, she just got home. Miriam came over to my place when she saw a news report showing her father had died in a plane crash. Hell of a way for the girl to find out. She was really upset. I took her home, then Gabriella arrived. We saw the story on TV. Then the sheriff called. Hard. You must have gotten the call earlier. How are you doing? He saw the woman was shivering. She'd come outside without a jacket, and the late October winds were biting. He tugged off his sweater and handed it to her. She pulled the thick-knit sweater on gratefully and immediately felt warmer. Thank you. I think I'm still in shock. I should go talk with Gabriella. Listen, if there is anything you need, please let me know, even if you just need someone to talk to. The sheriff said the media is going to come after the families. It's going to get ugly. Well, like I said, if you need to talk, I'm here. He nodded his head to her and made his way back to his house. She stared after him for a few seconds, relishing the warmth from his sweater, then continued on to Gabriella's house. 